2: good, guys? This is Nigel Sylvester, and you catch me on this week's episode of Kicks and Shit.
1: What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Gerard, your girl, Gabby, back. Episode 49 Quick one today, quick one today. That was
0: quick, and I tried to harmonize with forty nine. I don't know if it worked. Sorry to everyone who was not feeling that vibe, but (laughs) not really that. We'll, We'll see
1: how it goes. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, Gabby, what is happening in those streets?
0: I'm gonna show you what's happening in the streets, Gerard. This is like the most skin I think I've ever showed on this show, by the way, guys. I'm showing some risks.
1: That is a uh, vaccination uh, tag.
0: (laughs) It is. I've been tagged. I feel like it's the Hunger Games. I had to get vaxxed. I will say, I know everybody has had their own reaction. I'm doing the Pfizer variety. You know, shouts to Pfizer. Um, And shouts to Hoboken. But I, let me tell you... I feel fantastic. You're high. <laughs> I am rolling with the homies. Like, rolling with the homies. Hugh,
1: drop that in. Clueless. Rolling with the homies. Brittany Murphy. Copyright in
0: infringement, I think. So we might not but, you know, you got the Gabby motherfucking remix here. So, you're welcome. Uh, I don't know. It just It's very weird getting this vaccine. I think anything that offers you free donuts for a year upon completion, to me, seems like a little bit of a conflicting message. But, you know, I... I'm here. I went to a Knicks game this past week. You sure uh, at did. The you beginning sure did. Of the streak. I don't know if you've noticed the Knicks have not lost since I have listen, been back at the Garden.
1: Listen, so. you're you're on that good luck charm. I'm, I'm loving what you're doing. But real talk, I, I am happy that um you did, in fact, get vaccinated. Um I'm in the middle of my process as well. Look, I, I, people, the quicker that more and more people do it, the better we will all be in the long run. So that's a little PSA. Um, but happy that your Knicks are doing well. Um you know, listen, we get about 4 weeks about until the playoffs start and you're hovering, right? I mean, you're going to be in the play-in, right? Cuz you're you're below you're below the the 6th seed. But uh, this is meaningful basketball in New York City for Knicks fans. I mean, obviously the Nets are obviously clearly clearly entrenched upon the top of the standings, but this is exciting. So I'm I'm happy for you Knicks fans. Uh, you know, you are going to have a little fun this this spring early summer catching some hoops. And you know, everybody getting vaccinated. It's a, what a time! What a time what to be alive! What
0: a time! <laughs> I mean, Gerard, what a time! <laughs> I
1: so sorry,
0: guys, I don't know. I don't know if you've heard about this side effect though. Like, so this was very new for me. I was going side in, effect. and let me tell you about the process. For those who have not been vaxxed yet, I want to know, Gerard, if this was the same journey that you went on that I went on in Jersey. First of all. I get there and it's very well organized, right? I see the white tent outside, which anything that's in a white tent kind of creeps me out unless it's a wedding um, or a bar mitzvah, you know. <laughs> or a bat but, mitzvah,
1: shouts to, yep, you know. Bar
0: bat mitzvah, absolutely. Shouts to the motherland, to my people. Um, but you get inside and then they give you a number and you sit in one of the numbered chairs. First of all, I think that it's funny that there's no sanitizing of the chair. So just like, I don't know, like whoever is on this line can sit in the chair. Then you go to another room and then you go in another line, and then you fill out some paperwork, super easy, then they go to another line, and you wait on a line, you can maybe get a little snack, a little drink, then you go to another line. I'm at fucking Six Flags when I'm trying to go here. It's like, how many rooms are they going to take me in until I get this shot, right? And I will say, my girl Maria took care of me today, and we both had the same birthday, so I was like, Shit's going to get real. I can't wait. And I was like prepared for the worst. Everyone's like, loosen up the arm. You know, like I'm getting ready. Like I'm like the backup relief pitcher for the Mets and stretching out all day. No headaches. But let me tell you, the brain fog is real. One of my coworkers at my like normal ditty was like, this is the most relaxed I've ever seen you. And I was like, I don't think relax is the correct word that you're looking for. <laughs> Love this journey for me. You know what I'm
1: saying? Note to self, give uh, give Gabby uh, drugs to get her to be more relaxed. No, look, I mean, here's, here's, <laughs> here's what's That's so dry. funny. <laughs> here's what's so funny about this. I, and again, I, I don't want this to be a PSA, but whatever. But like, guys, vaccines have existed for like 100 years. Like, if you've ever gone to school in the United States, if you ever traveled to certain parts of the world, You have to have vaccines. Like, I don't understand, like, what the whole, like, oh, my God, what is this? Like, it's some new Fango deck. It's not new. We've been doing this forever. I mean, it's true.
0: I think this one's just a little bit different because it's a weird time and... You know, social media, and I don't see, think like in the age yes. of the polio vaccine, okay. we didn't have Twitter with people I'm going glad, on the being like... I'm
1: glad you went there yeah. because that is the that is the, that is the the era, the area where people are having a disconnect, right? Think about it. When we were young in science and we learned about how to run a science experiment, what do we start with first? A hypothesis, right? Okay. I think X, Y, and Z is true. It may may not be. Let's go on some experiments to see if it is or isn't. Well, guess what? If the experiments I run do not validate my hypothesis, what does that mean? I got to go back to the drawing board with a new hypothesis, right? It's the same thing with vaccines. And I think it's that sort of like, oh, but they started here. I'm like, yeah, because that's how science works, dummies. Like, here's my idea. I start with this. Ooh, don't think that works. Let's try again. This is how it works. But to your point, back when the polio vaccine came out, we didn't have that everyday access into knowing Okay, at month two, they figured this out. At month four, it was just one day, it's here, and it works, right? You yeah, didn't get the step-by-step. You didn't get the
0: stuff. to tell your friends. That's about it. <laughs> like, I just I also think it's funny, right? Because it's like, when did we all turn into doctors and scientists? Like, I might not, I might have mixed feelings about the vax, and maybe we'll save that for the after show, <laughs> um, the non-existent after show, but- Uh, You know, at the end of the day, like, I care about the greater good and, you know, I want to be around family and people. And I think, like, the way that things are heading, like, I would love to get on an airplane and, like, feel cool and not be, like, next to some girl picking her nose in a crop top being like, is this how it ends for me? Is this how it ends for me? (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? I just and I think, like, it's, it's just funny to me that everybody has such a strong opinion. Like, I expect nothing less of America that all of a sudden they're like. Did you know about this? Did you know about that? I'm like, did you know that you are a dentist? Or, you know, maybe you work at Starbucks. So it's like when everyone, like during election time, everyone becomes a politician. Everybody just relax. Like, there's a reason that they do what they do and we do what what we do. I don't want anyone coming telling me that, like, (laughs) you know, we're not talking about the science of the vaccine on this show, you know, but... (laughs) Dr. Fauci ain't talking about the details on sneakers either. So <laughs> let's manage expectations here, fam. I just,
1: I, I just believe in science. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I believe in science. So anyway, moving on, uh, there have been, or there, as there always is, the, the calendars flooded with all types of sneaker releases. You sent me an Instagram DM today about a pair of Jordan 11s right. that you thought, draw, these are right up your alley. And I gave you a, sort of a mixed sort of like, eh, uh, at least, <laughs> enlighten the people on the Jordan 11 lows that you thought were right up my alley.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to even take a step back for a minute <laughs> in those Jordan 11 lows because I feel like you and I, we send each other picture picture of sneakers all the time mm-hmm. and I think lately are just radar has been off like there was a pair of pink sneakers that you tagged me and being like gabby's gonna hate these and i'm like actually, actually they're, to... <laughs> they're not totally trash okay yeah. and then i sent you the 11 legend blue lows mm-hmm. you know i was like this is so on brand for Gerard. <laughs> carolina blue the icy soul mm. all white patent leather so you don't mm. have to worry about it getting as dirty mm-hmm. fresh as fuck <laughs> and Gerard was like eh I'm like, all right. Well, <laughs> You're like, rude, yeah. <laughs> rude. But it's okay, you know. That's this we, is America. We, we, we are entitled. We have to been games.
1: slightly off on our yeah. uh uh our, our sneak because you know tastes change over time, right? It's
0: like, ah. and it's it,
1: it, you know those are quite nice. And I, but I've been thinking more and more about Elevens, and it's just more like, all right, if I want to add another 11 to the collection, another pick, what what kind do I want to add? And you know, I really want them. 11 lows.
0: Concord Lowe's. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I really yep. want those. So it's when you really look at it like, all right, because am I going to wear the other ones, right? Because we were talk about wear, dead stock versus livestock. Yep. Am I ever going to wear, I mean, not ever, but like how often will I wear those? Whereas I can, I can see all the stuff in the Concord lows, right? I'm like, oh no, I know this one, this one, this one, this one. So, you know, it's just, we, we got to get back on our sneaker vibe of like what the other person likes.
0: We'll get there. Have I ever told you mm. my story of what happened to me in my Concord's? No. I'd like to call this tail, and I'll keep it quick, Flight of the (laughs) Concord. All right?
1: I'm done. I'm done
0: with you. So, like, you know, basketball sneakers don't always have the best grip, which is fine. They, like, you know, they're meant to have, like, a little bit of slide on the court, like, enough, like, elasticity and grip that, like, you can move, but you're not going to get stuck, right, in a way that other shoes have that kind of um, tact to them. Let me tell you, outside of Madison Square Garden, it's a beautiful... Beautiful place.
1: The world's most famous Not
0: room. Not when it is winter and black ice, ice covers, not, not just covers the sidewalk. So I thought I was being responsible. And I was like, you know what? Let me walk on like the subway grates instead, like the little grates, which are normally terrifying. But I'm like, you know what? I see a giant patch of black ice and I was trying to be cautious. And let me tell you. Wrong move. That was the <laughs> worst thing I could have done. I fell, Gerard, in a way that was like Mario Kart meets banana peel in a way that like, I'm surprised more people weren't like, oh my god, are you okay? Feet over my head. Okay, I was like, did you actually like... Okay, From underneath me, flying in the air in mm-hmm. slow motion. And in my head, I'm like, no not my sneakers is all i can think and there's like a little bit of a scuff on them that i can't get off to this day but i feel like it's a battle scar it is because you know big tree fall hard (laughs) Uh,
1: shouts to wedding crashers i appreciate that one Uh, shouts to wedding crashers um and bradley cooper look uh, uh, but what pair of kicks do you think would be fine on black eyes like really like real talk probably none right
0: i'm gonna show you what i think will be Find on black eyes because i got a pickup that i'm really excited about because i wanted a pair in a certain colorway and mm-hmm. i'm not sure of the exact colorway for a long time and i'm just sitting here holding them like it's christmas morning okay. on my lap because i'm Love so excited it. to show you Can't wait to and see. i can feel the grip
1: mm. oh ho, 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 little reebok oh ho, ho. shouts to ai you
0: know the answer uh, i got the question i
1: was gonna, I was gonna say shouts to ai um, let me see Love the this let movie. me see the soles. See, you think that would be okay on black ice? I,
0: I'm I'm touching it, Gerard I can barely slide my silky smooth hands down this sole. Sorry, I'm having a nice little moment.
1: <laughs> I, I see that.
0: Hey, Bill. I, wow. Channeling Sean Crawford, <laughs> guest from earlier this yes, year.
1: Yes yeah it, it's it's just tough man black ice it's like man i don't know like you just you put you, you touch down it's like anything could happen see but not, now you know why my whole feeling about sneakers in inclement weather it's because you know um you know we, we... it was a
0: sunny day gerard it is not inclement <laughs> weather okay i also normally when it's inclement weather i wear my lunar force ones because I like, it. When, like duck boots are fire they have enough grip
2: i like it i like, a like lesson
0: it lesson learned by friends
1: i like it um so we had well, last weekend a lot of well you already have a pair of toros, uh, but they 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 dropped uh, last week and a lot of people were trying to claim W's L. I I didn't go for them any anybody any who's
0: claiming an L Gerard who is claiming an L? Lots of Into, people claim uh, on L's on purpose.
1: Oh, I mean, oh. I thought
0: you said people are trying to claim. Oh L's. no 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 no!
1: no. I mean they just Most they just they just, they just they just put it out there because they they took L's. Um, yeah. Anyone anyone in your immediate circle? But obviously, I didn't try to get them that took a W for the toros.
0: I do have a few people Ooh. that took a W. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. My, nice. uh, uh, yeah, one of my, my female sneakerhead friends. It was one of her yes. first Ws ever on sneakers app. So Shouts to, shout the, shouts yo. to you, girl. Um, and you know I love a good Toro. The Toro Bravo mm. boys are like one of my favorite. I mean, I think those are like my personal grails. They're, um,
1: they're, they're dope. I, I like them a lot because they, I mean, they match with so many things. And just like that red is so striking. And like you, put, the, you put them on and people are going to say, people know. It, you're like, oh. Okay, I see you.
0: So that's kind of how I feel about the up tempos that are dropping. Um, mm. I love it in that like Chicago bread mm-hmm. colorway, mm-hmm. and you know normally that's not my style. I like some of the colorways that come out. I just haven't had a pair of those, so I might have to make a play for those. Shots to the Air know. Up
1: Tempos. Um, a little bulky for my taste, but um, they are. I mean, one of the one of the great shoes from back in the '90s that people. I mean, that's one of the jams. People love those. I'm very curious to see, because that bread colorway is always extremely popular, Ooh. no matter what shoe you I'm get. I'm taking it out. I already know. Oh. I was going mean? to say, I, I wonder how many people will actually take, I, I, I bet, I mean, and I, we'd have to ask Nike on the numbers. I bet that when a bread colorway gets released of any shoe, the play for them, if I were to make a guess, increases maybe twice as much off of any other colorway.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's classic, right? And it makes a statement. I think there's also the difference between the bread and the Toro. Like, the balance of the red, black, and white on those, I just think is really beautiful. I mean, I also always take L's, so I'm pretty used to that. Um, <laughs> except for when I, like, low-key don't try. But, you know, I'm putting out, some, putting out a little feeler. Um, but those, I think, are one of my favorite pairs that I think... I'm hoping a lot of people sleep on those, so your girl can get a chance to get a pair. Of I have
1: a feeling people will sleep on them, so I'm, I'm sending good good mojo your way, folks. Someone who in their life has not taken many L's, who really carved a path for themselves, and I mean is a superstar in the world of sport action sport. Um, he's connected to one of our favorite I mean, one of our favorite branded Nike. Um, I'm really excited for you guys to, to check out who our guest is. So stay tuned. What's good, y'all? We are back and Gabby, we're not alone. We are joined by BMX biker, sneaker lover, uh, New York city guy, Nigel Sylvester. Nigel, what's up, man?
2: I'm chilling. How you doing, bro?
1: Can't complain. Um, so first, right off the bat, I mean, you're a New York guy, like you from Queens, like, Talk about the vibe and growing up um sort of getting into
2: BMX and biking, like being a Queens kid. For sure, man. Um I mean, growing up in growing up in Queens, bro, like we rode bikes all the time. Just <laughs> as kids, as a motor transportation, as a, a source of fun. Um having a dope bike was the thing. You know what I mean? Like Back at that point in time, you had whether you had a GT or a Mongoose, mm-hmm. or a special, any one of those things like that was that was a cool bike to have, and it was you know it was just like the dope thing to do. So growing up around that, I've always uh, had an obsession, a love for for bike riding. You know, like it was the one thing out of all the sports, out of all the activities that I played or that I participated in. Um, there was something about like bike riding that I just loved and I just couldn't get enough of it you know what I mean
1: yeah no doubt and it's interesting though because I totally remember the the, the mongoose phase and that was I mean th- those were all the things but sort of in terms of you becoming you know professional and, and doing that as a as a as a career and a way to earn money there weren't a lot of sort of paths and, and uh people that looked like you to look up to right like so how did you decide all right i'm gonna create some content around what i like to do here and turn that into an opportunity right because there really wasn't a all right here are the 35 black bmx writers that i can i can try to be like it was like uh i'm just gonna do something because i like doing this thing
2: yeah i mean yeah, it was a bit outlandish at the time <laughs> it, was, it was quite it was quite bold of me to even have that thought <laughs> to have that uh to have the idea in my mind. But um for me like once I seen that it was possible. When I say seen, like I I would open a magazine, I would go to the local bodega and buy a BMX Plus magazine, I'll open it up and I would see these guys around the world like riding and and and, and being sponsored and like telling their story. Or during the summertime, the, the few different programs that I would that I would catch. Um on TV and I'm like watching dudes like Dave Murray, Matt Hoffman, Ryan Nyquist, um, on the, on the BMX level. And then beyond that, there were skaters. There were snowboarders. there were motocross guys, you know, um, Jeremy McGrath and, Mm and, and and Twitch and Deegan and like all these guys who were like, just on two wheels, killing it. It's like, man, like none of these guys look like me and they're not from where I'm from, but something in me was like, if I apply myself and like I work hard enough and hopefully figure it out, maybe maybe um, I can like get in somehow and and like ride my bicycle professionally. And it was a mixture of a lot of different things. You know, we look at a lot of different success stories throughout time and it wasn't just one thing. It was that person having that mentality that I will not lose, I'm going to figure it out mentality, um, applying themselves and being ready for the moment. Because that's, that's 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 a big part of it too, right? It's like you could want something, but if you don't work as hard as you possibly can day in and day out, it, like your moment can can be right in front of you. You wouldn't even know how to capitalize on mm-hmm. You wouldn't even know how to like reach out and grab it mm-hmm. because you weren't prepared for it. So it was that too. Um, and beyond all of it, it was God. You know, what I mean, I, I really, I really believe that this is this is my calling, and and like God put all these things in my life, put the right people in my life, and and right opportunities in front of me, and prepared me for it. And yeah. Once I understood what was required of me to achieve my like goal and achieve my dream, there was like there was no telling me any different, you know. And there was definitely times where. I questioned it, like, well, am I doing the right thing? And prior to achieving any level of success in it, I've definitely questioned it because coming up in a predominantly black neighborhood where there weren't any individuals or or people, female, male, whatever, um, that pursued a, a professional career in action sports for me to even look at or even talk to or reach out to. Um, there were definitely times of like, man, like, what's? Uh, but again, like, it was just something in me that um, I couldn't resist. Like, it was it was really and truly a calling.
1: Yeah, I I, I want to tap into that. Like, how? Because again, growing up in a predominantly black neighborhood, I mean, you you know you know what the vibe is, right? From your from your friends and from the people that are out there, and they're like, you know, Nigel, what you doing, man? Like, I mean, were were you getting a lot of naysayers being like? Dog, like nah, this this ain't it. Like I, I I don't know I don't know what you're on, but th- this ain't the path for you, homie. Like what were you having any of that, and or did you just block it all out? And you're like, nah, this is this is what I'm going for.
2: I mean, of course there was a lot of that, right? But it wasn't because people didn't like what I was doing, and it took me a while to realize that. As a as a as a young man, you're like, man, like how come everyone kind of hate on me or like putting me down, right? And as I and as and as I developed as a as a man, as a, as a human being, as an athlete, as a businessman, someone who's I've traveled the world and I've, and I've been very fortunate enough to like experience a lot of different things. I understand it was a matter of circumstance, right? So people did have things to say, or they, they would call me certain names or, or, like, they will reference me in, in certain ways, and I'm giving you, like, the PC version right now. <laughs> you, 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 know?
1: you, you can keep it all the way 100. We're, we're all good on here. We have shit <laughs> in our name.
2: So Not because, you know, you know why too, because these are still my people. Yeah. Um, and, like, and, like, I go back to my neighborhood now, and so many people show up. You know, I think at the point in time when I was 15, 16 years old, and I'm riding my bicycle around in the way that I'm riding it around. And when I say that, Yeah, like everyone in the hood would want a dope bike or have a dope bike, pop some willies and that was a time and a moment. But when I say I'm riding around, me and my homies, like we're riding around, we're jumping downstairs, we're falling on the floor, we're like going really, really fast, faster Mm -hmm. than most kids ride their bikes. And we're doing all the extreme things. That's the name of the sport. It's action sports, it's extreme sports. We're doing all the extreme things. So at that level, it just wasn't it wasn't common. It wasn't something that people knew or looked at as as a career path or as a way out the hood because when we seen it on TV when I say we my neighborhood and kids from my neighborhood we seen it on TV and it was a predominantly white sports so like that's just not for us that's just not the vibe for us but it was a matter of where we weren't exposed to it mm-hmm. in the same exact way um, something along the lines, like again, that just clicked in my mind, and, and and I just couldn't, I couldn't deviate off of that path. I was like, this is for me, um, and I like stuck with it. Um, but yeah, there were definitely like moments, and there was like certain plight that I had to deal with being a black kid pursuing a quote unquote predominantly white, white sport at that point in time. Um, but I, but now looking back at it. I understand why, you know what I mean. Um, and again, like I said, like, I go back to my hood now, and, it's, and 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 there's so much love, and I and I see young kids riding bikes, and and people, and and, and people, um, understanding now what it, like, what it was that I was pursuing, and that goes into a lot of things that, like, when someone's pursuing a dream or or an idea or a goal that is a bit lofty, a bit out there that a lot of people like, how the hell are you going to accomplish that? Because the path isn't, mm-hmm. it's never clear. It's mm-hmm. always, you have to do this <laughs> to get there. Um, so I get, I get why it was what it was.
1: And, and I think before I let Gabby jump in, I think what was important there for you in the moment when you're doing it, I, I don't think anyone realizes, right? Cause everyone just sees the end goal as this super unattainable thing. That's so far away. And obviously with the su- success that you've had, you talk about maturing as a man and as a human, what we all do on our journey is realize it ain't the, it ain't the end goal, it's the journey to get there, right? That, that's what you realize is the thing that matters, right? It's these yeah. steps and that journey is continuous, right? Because success yeah. isn't a defined point. It's not like, all right, end game, I'm here. It continually moves and I think that's the, that's the place where you're at and that's, a, that's wonderful.
2: Yeah, it is, man. It it is, like, and there's so much in that journey, man. Cause I look at it now, and I'm like, man, there's like, so much more I want to do, you know. What I'm, and I'm and I'm constantly pushing and and spitting ideas out and thinking about things and wanting to accomplish different um, different goals and like dreams of mine. But um, yeah, man, like um, I appreciate the journey. I appreciate my experiences thus far.
0: I love that. I mean, the first thing Gerard's going to at me for this one. But when you said mongoose, I was like, I had a mongoose when I grew up. So, <laughs> I, I, that give me a little street cred? I, out why
1: is that no, not surprising? Not surprising <laughs> in the least.
0: I'm not really like a pink huffy kind of girl shocking <laughs> things. Literally nobody. Um, but I think like you talked some, about something really interesting, right? About how the path is is kind of like wavy, right? Yeah. And what that looks like going from like riding your bike in your neighborhood to taking it to the next level. like. How did you kind of navigate that and figure out those steps? I mean, I think that's a lot for someone who's like 15, 16 to really get into and figure out. So like, what did that look like for you?
2: Yeah, um, it was a step-by-step situation, right? So I applied myself in every way possible to get to that first door, open the door and walk through it. And once I walked through that door, then this whole world opened up and I feel like that's what it is. Like as you like go up uh, a set of stairs, like your view on what you're looking at, it increases. Like you start to see more and more, you start to understand more and more. Um, as you climb a set of stairs, or you climb a mountain, and, and or, or anything you're like you're going upwards. I feel you start to see more and more. So that's what it was to me. It was like as I, as I continue to like level up, I was able to see more, understand more, be exposed to more. Um, mm-hmm. And be a sponge in those moments when I needed to be to, uh, to really absorb all that information, you know, whether it was through a conversation, um, watching a film, reading a book, um, just being in a certain meeting. All, every, every single thing, every person I spoke to, I looked at it as an opportunity to either learn something that I can apply or identify something that I don't ever want to be. You know, um, and I and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm still doing that now in, in my career. Um, I feel it's super important for anyone on their ground or, or anyone trying to accomplish a goal or idea, dream, whatever it is. Um, that you, like, when you when you interact with a person, a thing, whatever, that you take what you need and leave what you don't. Not everything is for everyone. You know. I love that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: You know,
1: it's so funny you talk about knowing what you want and knowing what you don't want like that. That is, again, part of that process of learning and growing as an individual. Right. Like it could be one thing. Like I got this ultimate goal. I'm going to be a BMX biker. And it's like, OK, but <laughs> there are so many things within there. Right. How do you recognize when a door opens? What is an opportunity for me? And also, you know, when you're looking at things, how do you recognize that this isn't an actual opportunity, right? So some of that, too, is just being aware. And as much as you can prepare and plan, you need whether it's depending on you know what your belief value system is, whether you believe in faith and religion and God, whether it's luck, whatever. You need some things to kind of just fall in line for you sometimes because that's just because it's too hard to make it in any place in this world without a little bit of that fortune. And for you, obviously it's faith. Like how important was that for you when you decided to set out on this journey?
2: For sure. Um, I had to be, and, and everything you said makes, makes, makes so much sense. And I had to be hyper-focused. I had to be hyper-focused at, at all times. Um, I also had an amazing foundation. Um, and when I say that, it's my family and friends around me. You know, um, there were so many things that I witnessed and were exposed to as a child, um, and as a and as a young man that would, that would later pay dividends in my career, and in 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 my journey. Um, I think of just like the things that my mother taught me directly and indirectly. Same thing with my brother and my pops. Like all the experiences that, that 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 they were going through. Good, bad, whatever. Me being the youngest one in the house, and I was looking up to them and seeing what they were going through. I was able to say, you know what? I want to do that. I don't want to do that. I'm gonna, you know. And I, and as my and as my career developed, I was able to um, pull from those lessons and apply them later on in life. Um, so I would definitely like credit my family and my friends for first and foremost, like the way that my parents and my family raised me. You know, um, charity starts at home, being thankful, hard work, dedication, all those things that sound cliche, but they're so true, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's all about how you apply those things. You know, like hard work for me may be different than hard work for you guys. Or what you guys look at being dedicated something be different for me, but it's whatever works for you. Because again, everything is different for everyone. And Everyone needs to apply their experiences to their path differently. Um, But that's why I credit a lot of it, too. It's just being able to take those lessons I learned as a kid and apply them as a teenager, as a young man, now as, as, as an adult, you know.
0: Absolutely. I think there's so much of that about like surrounding yourself with the right tribe of people no matter what it is that you're doing and you know to quote the great poet Gerard Hector the work continues. You know. So I think like you know what has been the most satisfying part? Like I know you've gotten to do some really cool shit over the years and be at some cool places and and see some amazing places and events and people and all that good stuff. What has been the moment that you've been like damn, this is really fucking cool. I feel like I made it.
2: <laughs> I mean, like, all of it, right? All of it, right? Got so, that. like, there isn't one moment that that trumps another moment. <laughs> you know, like, it's usually it's usually those times when I'm sitting on a plane and I'm flying somewhere and I'm, like, looking out the window and I'm seeing the clouds and, you know what I mean, like, sun setting or sun's rising, depending on what the world I'm coming from. And I just take a step back, and I'm just like, man, like I'm actually here, you know, like I'm actually where I set out to be. Like the other day, I was doing this campaign for Oakley. We shot we shot this Oakley campaign for one of the new baseball players that I signed to the brand. And I've been signed to Oakley for this is my this, this would be my second year. And the campaign was based around Queens natives, and one of the Negro oh, yeah. signed to the Mets, and. I brought the crew back to Laurelton, where where I'm from, and we shot these photos on the corner of 229 America, which is three blocks from where I grew up. And as I'm there shooting, people are driving by, beeping their horns, I what's up? Yo, people are walking up and it's so crazy. I'm like, man, like I grew up at this, in this exact spot riding right, my bike with this dream of doing what I'm actually doing right now in the moment. And it's times like that where I take, where like, um, I'm on this photo shoot, and we're shooting Time Crunch, you guys know how it is. Mm-hmm. Working mm-hmm. against the clock, working against Sunset, you're shooting mm-hmm. outside. Um, but it's moments like that where I take a step back and be like, man, like, I actually accomplished what I set out to do. And I'm doing it in the same exact place that I thought of these things. You know, I would ride up and down Merritt Boulevard, and I'm like, man, like, I'm gonna turn this bike into whatever it is that I'm gonna turn it into, whatever these goals and ideas and these dreams that I had at that point in time. So it's moments like that where I do take a moment to appreciate it, but at that same time, I'm also that much more motivated. I'm like, if I made it here, there, like there is no boundary for me. Like there is no, like, there, like there's no ceiling, like there's no like limitation for me. And I turned a bicycle, something that is like super accessible To everyone in the world, like kids all around the world, people around the world have access to bicycles, Um, and I was able to take this, like this, like like this very accessible mode, probably the most accessible mode of transportation in the world, and live out my imagination. And that's such a beautiful thing to me. And as much as I'm grateful for that, and like I appreciate that, I'm also extremely motivated by it because I know that the possibilities endless damn man there's so much in that nigel like for real so like one
1: it's the appreciation of being you it's very clear just in talking to you right now you are very cognizant and present and appreciate and appreciative of the present right where you currently are however mm-hmm. you still have your eyes on what the future could be i love the idea about okay i got here and i know the sky's the limit it's the same thing that i mean i would not know because i'm not a millionaire but multi-millionaires tell you the first million is the hardest one to make after that right they got it right it's it's the same kind of idea once i've already achieved i know i can set a goal and do x all right i'm i'm bet like i'm good now now i know i can do all this um you mentioned oakley uh, shameless uh, or gratuitous reach here. Gabby and I are always open to get any free products you want to send our way. So by all means send- I <laughs> listen, you, kn- shoot you knew your
0: shot, Gerard. You shoot knew you knew I was gonna you knew I, I, was gonna- I was gonna I shoot my shot every episode. You see? <laughs> I'm like the thirstiest motherfucker when
1: it <laughs> comes to stuff. Hey man, listen shooters shoot, shoot, you got to let people know. Hey man, I'm out here. You know, I, I run, I, I need, I need exactly. some shades to protect myself. So you know, let's let's talk <laughs> offline.
2: <laughs> Listen, Gabby has my contact, make sure us how to get conscious. See you see <laughs> what I'm saying,
1: Gabby? This this is how this game works. Um Are
0: you sure you want me to give out his contact?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be the mediator. I think <laughs> that's what <right laughs>
1: i love it um i i want to talk about so you mentioned oakley but i want to talk about sneakers obviously you've had some collaborations with nike you know the yeah. the 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 god brand for so many of us who who love sneakers how much of a, a of a role did sneakers play in your life growing up um as you were doing your your, your bmx and your and your bike riding and then how did that whole love of sneakers or whatever the relationship you have with sneakers then, how did that transition to what you're doing and what you've done with Nike and other brands now?
2: Wow, I mean, that's that's such a big question.
1: (laughs) It's only the big ones here.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's a fucking big question, man. Cause like, and okay, you, you think about Nike, like you said, it's like God tier level of like sneaker brand, which they are, you know, like and you, you speak about some of the things we just spoke about hard work dedication blind faith like after reading shoe dog and like understanding what it took to build that brand it was those same exact things and we still see those lessons and the brand embracing that ethos and, and embracing that energy to like modern day time um and i'm a kid that grew up on just do it i grew up on nike you know what I mean? <laughs> like some of my favorite athletes ever of of all time, like I was, during that time, I'm 12, 13, 14 years old, where I'm starting to develop this idea of being this world-class professional BMX athlete. I'm seeing these athletes like break boundaries every single day and I'm watching Nike tell their story. You know, Um, being signed to a shoe brand like Nike was super far out because at, at that point in time, you're talking about when I'm mid teenager mm-hmm. like there's no BMS athlete signed to Nike yeah. it doesn't yeah. exist you know um and that we and like we, we, we touched earlier on that on that uh on that blind faith we spoke earlier on that timing um and just like universe god like working like in your favor in and, in and, and in a sense like I look at him like man like the timing was impeccable where when I turned pro, Nike was starting their BMX program, you know? Um, and prior to it happening, like sneakers were huge for me, you know, like getting fresh in the hood was everything. <laughs> going to Green Acres Mall, yeah. going to the college Jamaica Avenue, or at that point in time for me, like jump on a train and like going to Soho, not knowing what I would find you know, what I mean, to pull up in different sneaker stores, whether it was clientele or Supreme or any of these spots, you know, like Flight Club, to see what they got in there. You know, what I mean, it was always a mission for me. I would, and I would, I would go pretty far for sneakers, I man. I would drive out to certain um, outlets, like Woodbury Commons mm-hmm. or, or the one. all I forgot the name, it it's all the way in Long Island. It's like 72 on like the southern state, I think it is. But I would go out there searching for different sneaker brands. I just love being fresh, like. Growing up in in Queens and like going back to school shopping and pulling up to every party, whatever <laughs> First, that was religion in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Part of like it was like rite of passage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always been in love with sneakers. Like watching my older brother, like him and his friends get fresh and pull up in dope cars and like all those things were visuals of mine. As I'm riding my bicycle around. Jamaica, Queens, around like Laurelton, around Springfield Gardens, and I'm seeing like my older brother and his friends like getting fresh, jeweled up, or dope kicks, Lex Bubbles, or 95 <laughs> Maximus, like they God were really kick. living that life. Like yeah. that was the thing, so I always like had those those, those images and those memories in my mind. Um, and sneakers were a big, big part of that. So being able, so fast forward, being able to sign to a brand like Nike, was like, wow, like one, I'm about to get all the fresh kids. <laughs> you know that. And then two, it's super elite, like sneaker brand. And then three, being part of this family, um and and and, and generations of of world class athletes at the top of their game. Like that was such a stamp for me. It was a huge, huge stamp for me. Um and it and it was and it's Thus far, it's been everything that I thought it would be. <laughs> you know, like remember my first time going to campus. And
1: yeah,
2: like where it's made at. Okay, cool. It's where they cook it up at. Got it. <laughs> and then and then sitting in certain boardrooms and learning the business of it, which is another part that I appreciated. You know, um, like in my household, like business was something that was important. You know, like making a way for yourself. You know, um, so it, it, it was like the first part of it, it was it was all those different things, you know, like i mean like walking through like certain corridors and seeing like all the Jordans like lined up like what this is <laughs> this is crazy or getting like these big ass boxes of shoes or like. UPS would come through and drop like well, UPS sneakers off, and my mom is like, "Yo, what is going on right now?" You know, she like, couldn't believe it.
1: You're like I'm chilling, mom. What you mean? Yeah, this is this, this how
2: it goes. Let
0: me live, mom.
2: <laughs> what it is right now, you know. And being able to like bless my friends with kicks, like mm-hmm. that was also super dope. And bless my family, like that was, was incredible, you know. Um, and then getting a chance to like have input on 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 like certain product, you know, like. Whether it was a pair of kicks, or whether it was a, a, a windrunner or whatever, a pair of sweatshirt, getting having getting a chance to have that input, man, it was dream come true, man. It was, like, <laughs> it was legit, like a dream come true, man. Like, and, and I'm super grateful for it. And looking back at it now, and still being signed to the brand like, this many years later, um, having multiple collaborations underneath my belt, and 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 working on type some like new shit. So it's it's just an incredible place to be in, and knowing that it, it like all derived from this idea of of wanting to be one of the best BMX riders ever, and like applying myself to that, um and like having good people around me that like supported me in those moments. Cause the, oh, it wasn't always oh, easy. Like the shit is <laughs> like it shit was definitely difficult days. You know what I mean? Like dealing with injuries, dealing with Things not going right on like the business end, dealing with all those things that happen, that like happens when you're um, when you're in that that type of position.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's so much there. I mean, sneakers are family, a hundred percent. I love that you talk about it as like the Nike family. Um, we talk a lot on the show about fashion versus function. So, like, talk to us more about what those kicks look like for riding specifically. Like, I know, obviously, growing up in Queens it's all about the uptowns and I feel like air force ones are having a moment right now. Again, I mean, not that they ever went anywhere, but I feel like people are talking about them again as if they are brand new (laughs) for the first time. But like, what does that look like in terms of faction versus function? And like, what are your favorite silhouettes to to rock when you're riding?
2: Yeah. Like it's both for me. Like it's, it's style and function. And I feel like the, like the kicks that I gravitate towards are happy medium between that style and function. You know, so when it comes to riding, like for the past almost 10 years, like I've ridden in Jordan 1s. So the majority of 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 photos or videos, whatever you see me out riding, 99% of the time I'm in a pair of Jordan 1s. And the reason being is the silhouette one is slim, so it's not too bulky on my pedal. Um outsole grips super well to my pedal. And then three the fact that they're high top, I get the ankle support that I need. And then, so like that's on like the functionality side On the style side, it's just an amazing looking <laughs> shoe. Like, it goes with everything. It's just a beautiful, beautiful shoe. Um, Air Force One is also a shoe that's like one of my favorite shoes to rock. I'm in them all the time and obnoxiously in a pair of all white ones all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm also like really falling in love with, uh, Barclays uh, 94s. Yeah. Those are crazy. Like love comfortable. Um, I probably wouldn't ride in those, but they're definitely like a few times a week. Like I'm in a pair of those for sure. For sure. Um, so those are like the joints that I'm rocking, like super heavy right now. I'm trying to think of what else I've been in. I mean, you look, you think about like the, the Jordans, right? Think about the fours, you think about five. Recently wrote in a pair of fives, those felt good. Um sixes, of course, like I was riding in sixes mm-hmm. for a minute. Um, again, and just like all really good silhouettes that like both work on like on my pedal because the grip, like my foot to the pedal is super important, so I'm not sliding around. Mm-hmm. But also having that support on my on my ankle and on my foot. And then of course it has to look good. <laughs> so like, Probably not just as important.
1: <laughs> I think I read somewhere, Nigel, that um, because of the type of because uh, it's, it's more your, your your bicycle style is freestyling, right? Like in, in what you do, you, you don't really have brakes on your bike, so you use your your sneakers as your brakes. Like how many, how fast do you go through a pair of Jordan ones when you when you use them um, as your brakes?
2: <laughs> man, honestly, like a fresh pair of kicks always feels the best to me. But when you break them in really nice, like those feel good too, but just depending on like how crazy I'm going, like there's been times I've just smashed a pair of kicks in a few days. Wow. On like my bike like morning night and night, I'm just killing them and like, they're no longer like <laughs> useful for me at, at that point in time. Um, but yeah, like it's just, it's just dependent. It just, just, it just depends on like what, I, what I'm doing, man. But thankfully I have an amazing partner that keeps my footwear. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, we're gonna wrap and transition to America's favorite segment, Shoe and Tell, presented by Another Lane, the premier digital marketplace for dope kicks. But before we do, when you were out at uh campus for the first time, like when you saw the buildings and the names of the buildings, you're like, All right, like you know about levels, right? In order to have your name in one of the buildings at campus, all right, you got to be like yeah. an OG, it, it, right? it's like the Serena Williams building, like it's like, All right, like it's very like. You
2: gotta be a one-of-one, one, right, in order, in order yeah. to have one of those.
0: It's right around the corner from the Gabby Rosenthal.
2: Building. <laughs> exactly. I exactly. No, I mean, like, that Like that whole experience is, is fire, man. And at that point in time, like, I got to, like, run my bike out there and, like, ride around campus. And I remember I remember one year in particular. This is early in the Nike 6.0 days. Cause when I got signed to Nike, I got signed to Nike 6.0, which was the action sports mm-hmm. um, vertical of the brand. Um When I got signed, uh, we had did, like, a couple, like, on-campus activations where they wanted to introduce the entire company to this new program. And one of my team managers, he dared me to jump into the lake (laughs) that, like, runs throughout, like, the campus. And there was this young kid named Sparrow. I think he was, like, a surfer or a snowboard. I don't even know. But he was, like, I'll do it with you. And And you are like, jumps on my pegs and like there's this fucking like three foot ramp that like goes right into the water and I come booking as fast as I can and like we got and there's a photo online somewhere I'm sure you can find it but we like hit that ramp and we jump into the lake and the lake was like terrible it was like all types of like nasty lake shit
1: algae all types of gross stuff
2: in there it was gross, man. But I, I just bring out because it was just—I just remember like having a really good times, like being on campus and and just like the Nike brand, and the family, like bringing us in as like kids. I was 18 years old, you know. I was, I was a kid, I, you know, coming out coming out of Queens, New York, with this big ass idea and this big ass dream to be one of the best BMX riders of all time. Um, and they embraced me, and, and, and we've done just that. I, we have done some incredible things, and again, I'm super appreciative of it, and I'm just thankful, you know what I mean? Yes,
1: we love it. All right, folks, stay tuned. Coming up next, Shoe and Tell, presented by Another Lane. What's good, everybody? We are back, and it is time for America's Favorite segment, Shoe and Tell, presented by Another Lane. Listen, y'all know right. it is the premier digital marketplace for Dope Kicks. I've been telling you that for months now. You know what what it is. Chad, Adina, husband and wife duo. They are doing the thing over there. You want to find some rare pairs of shoes. You want to put your. You want to feature your collection. You want to buy, sell, talk to other like-minded people who love the sneaker game and sneaker culture. This is the spot for you. Now, any Tom, Dick, or Harry, or Jane, Jane Junie, or whatever. I'm trying to think of female names. Can't just decide to join Gabby, general, Gabby, I know, whatever. You can't just be like, I'm getting on there. No, 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 no. That's that's not how this works. You got to get approved by Chad and Adina themselves because they don't want people that are just really not about the culture on this, right? They don't want people that are just here all about the capitalism and just trying to resell it. No, 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 no. You got to be down for the culture and they, they vet you. And if they don't vet you, hey man. I feel like. I don't know what to Double say. Double
0: approved today, Gerard. I'm Double sorry. approved. Because I'm approved on another lane <laughs> and I had a mongoose.
1: You see, you, oh, you, listen, you are, we already know you're fully approved. Some of you out there, you might not be. So, uh, I don't know. But anyway, check out anotherlane.com. Now, Nigel, this is your show. Show us what you got.
2: Um, Listen, I'm going to just give you guys. Two of my like daily beaters. Love it. I love it. Daily wait, Daily beaters. This is That's my
0: favorite. The best part. That the best intro part. I
2: saw a little sniff of like. The back of that, uh, yeah. Listen, listen. We're talking about uh, Jordan ones and the sneakers are actually riding. So these are actually sneakers that.
1: Woo. Ride in,
0: you know.
2: Um. <laughs> oh, where'd he go?
1: <laughs> oh. Listen. The, the The shoe was so crazy.
0: It was so fire. It burned through the connection, you guys. I mean. But
1: you, but Gabby, you saw the, the, the wear on those, right? Like. Sorry, guys. Okay. I,
2: pressed,
1: I got, go I got, I got so excited. Listen, I was telling Gabby, we, we can see that you wear them because I see the wear in them.
2: Like, I can see it. Oh, no, these, you actually get worn, like, so, this, so, like, these are actually, like, on my bicycle, on my pedal, like on a daily basis, two of my favorites. Reds, Royals, like, these stay close by my side. If I'm traveling, one of the two are in the box or in the bag with me, um, and two of my favorite joints. Again, like, outsole's good, it sticks to my pedal. Slim silhouette, so it's not too bulky on it. And then it's high, so I have that protection on my ankle like that, that I need, so these are my two favorites. If you don't have any of these, you can highlight.
0: Where you gotta holler at? <laughs> 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 holler at another
2: lane, y'all. Holler at. He said, "Holler at whoever you got out, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? I see Gabby got some boxes back there. I, I oh, see she got.
1: Listen, she got she, she got, got Mad God Jordan ones back there. Yeah, there was like two or three
2: pairs back there. You know. I might have I like a little bit back
0: there. You know. <laughs> yeah, um, worth... I gotta ask though. Like I I know like with Dr. Dre and his Air Force Ones, he's like the James Bond of forces, right? <laughs> like he's got a whole closet of them and then he throws them out like white tees after he wears them. Are you like that with Jordan 1s? Like, do you, are you surrounded by like a wall <laughs> of bread and royal ones?
2: No, like, I'm like not with Jordan 1s, but with the Air Force 1s, yeah, like okay. I, keep, I keep pairs on deck for, you know. <laughs> everyday use
1: because <laughs> you because you never know let me ask you this question Nigel when you're traveling right Whatever you go to LA you go going international whatever we're
0: Chicago <laughs> where it's snowy Gerard why don't we add listen that to we know list? we
1: ain't we already talked about this ain't nobody need to know about that Gerard
0: do... refuses to bring sneakers in the snow just so you have the background yeah, I'm, listen yeah. I don't
1: I don't, don't want to do that um <laughs> see yeah of course so let me ask you Nigel do you check your sneakers like under the plane are you like oh hell no these are coming on the in the cabin with me
2: it's dependent, you know, it's, 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 it's always dependent. So a lot of times I put my sneakers in my bike bag, you know, I can put like two, three pairs in there. And sometimes depending on what the vibe is, I may put a pair in my carry-on. If I, if I run out of space in my bike bag, I'll put a pair in my carry-on. Um, and it's also dependent on where I'm going, you know, cause sometimes I'm like, listen, God forbid they lose my bag. I want to have at least <laughs> one pair of joints that I could pull out the carry on.
1: So it all depends. It's wild, right? Because, I mean, like, I think for me, it probably depends on what shoe it is, right? If it's like, quote, unquote, a beater, all right, like, if it goes under the plane and some stuff happens, whatever. And I, I don't want to disparage any of our lovely TSA workers out there, but, you know, I, I've, I've traveled enough to know that people's bags come back light sometimes, and I'm going just leave it at that. <laughs> um, and or then, not at all. Or, or, or or not at all. Um, and then, if it's like a not necessarily a Grail, but if it's like ooh my elevens or like something, nah, those coming on the plane in the cabin. A, they are, ain't going down below.
2: <laughs> I get it, I get it. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. You know, I'm not mad at it. Take your kicks and wear them as well. You know,
0: you travel with Heath though. Like that's my thing, right? Like going to All Star. I was like, what is fire enough that i can like you know flex a little bit but like <laughs> not so fire that i'm like
1: nah. sitting
0: like there's something <laughs> on the wing the entire flight like going to all-star the most stressful part for me was checking a bag because i never check a bag when i travel but i wanted to be respectful of the different events and brands like i'm not going to show up to a puma event in adidas Correct. or nikes to an adidas event or, or whatnot you know uh, so you know your girl has to be packing, but gotta come oh, correct. It is stressful.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, like you gotta bring the heat out, or you just bring multiple pairs of all white Air Force Ones. <laughs> <I'm
1: just> saying, <laughs> Either bring the heat or multiple pairs of Air Force Ones. That's just <laughs> I mean, that's how, how this consistent. goes. It's
0: a classic. So.
2: One of the two, you know, what I mean? like, one of the
1: two are are gonna work. You know? I love it. Nigel, man, this has been a good time. We we really enjoyed having you on. Uh, tell the people where they can find you.
2: Um, I'm all over the internet, you know, so you can just Google search bar Nigel Sylvester or you can ask me <laughs> on, on Instagram. You know, I'm not... Or you can just find me in the streets. I'm, I'll be outside on my bicycle. But, um, I'm, I'm not a hard kid to
1: find. Yo, that, that, that's the best. When, you, when you're a certain level of famous, it's just like, oh, just Google me. Like, I'm out there. <laughs> like, I mean... Just Google my name and you'll, you'll find everything I got going on. One of those search
2: engines is going to lead you right to Instagram or YouTube page or a video or article or something like that. You know
1: what I mean? I love it. Listen, man, we could talk to you for hours. We definitely could talk to you about all the dope brands that you're aligned with and all the free merch we want to cop because you know I'm about that. I'm about that free merch life. Oh listen, you you have to be who you are, Gabby, right? Like, that's just you Let can't your life
2: drive. Right.
1: Like, why it's I try really to right. pretend that I'm something else? Like,
2: no, no. Embrace, embrace your your real self. It's very important. Be who, be
0: okay, comfortable who you are. it becomes.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but folks, thanks as always for checking us out. As you know, we are part of the Count the Things family. You can find us on the Bomb Podcast feed where you find crazy sexy cool the original bomb podcast growing up the same rap names woke bros and us i mean these are some heavy hitter shows and we're out there we're at kicks and shit show across all social media platforms and until next time peace
2: later guys